The following is a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management. Welcome to Issues That Matter with Edward King, a weekly program featuring interesting topics and fascinating guests. Each week, Issues That Matter tackles the concerns of people across all spectrums. Now, with this week's edition of Issues That Matter, here's your host, Edward King. Yeah, thank you very much, Mark. We have got a very special guest today, and uh, he's a very busy man, so we're going to get right into the subject Who we have today is Dr. Francis Boyle, who currently is a professor of international law at the University of Illinois in the Chicago, I'm sorry, in the Chicago location or the College of Law. And his areas of expertise is constitutional law, human rights, jurisprudence, and U.S. foreign affairs. We're very excited to have him on. Now, Dr. Boyle, over the years, he has been active in defending diverse groups of people, including the Blackfoot Nation in Canada, the Nation of Hawaii, um, and also was involved with um, going after crimes against humanity and criminal indictments in Bosnia, which uh, we were talking about off the air. It's pretty exciting. But recently, I was reading an article that he was uh, being quoted in, and he was sending up red flags regarding the recent Biden administration negotiating with the World Health Organization, who, as many know it, to give the authority of to that foreign body to have authority over the U.S. health policies. And I want to welcome our guest, Francis Boyle. Thank you so very much for joining us. Welcome. Well, thank you very much for having me on and my best to your listening audience. And I just wanted to clarify uh, Mm -hmm. two points. I teach at the University of Illinois College of Law in Champaign, Illinois, mm-hmm. not Chicago. The law school in Chicago is controlled and dominated now by the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, I tried to stop that, and I have nothing but contempt for uh, such a law school in my uh, native uh, city of Chicago. Second, uh, for the purpose of this uh, interview, Uh, I did call for and draft the U.S. domestic implementing legislation for the Biological Weapons Convention, known as the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act of 1989, that was approved unanimously by both houses of the United States uh, Congress and signed into law by President George Bush Sr. with the approval of the United States Department of Justice. And actually, thank you for sharing that because that is a amazing uh, accomplishment that you uh, led. So thank you very much for sharing that. Now, what what we brought you on is this World Health Organization and the transference of the ability for the United States to make its own decisions and health directives in regards to pandemics. And so could, <coughs> could you explain exactly what this pandemic treaty is? Yes, there are uh, two operative documents here that uh, need to be uh, uh, separated, but they both accomplish the same objective. 
The first uh, is proposed amendments to the International Health Regulations of 2005. And the second document is a proposed uh, World Health Organization treaty. Uh, both of them, either one or both of them, will set up a uh, uh, universal medical scientific uh, police state under the control of the WHO mm -hmm. that will have uh, the legal authority uh, to issue orders on uh, uh, the next pandemic, which is coming out of the these uh, biological warfare labs. They know it's coming. Yeah. And these orders will go all the way down from uh, WHO headquarters in Geneva uh, here to the United States of America, straight on down to your primary care physicians, uh, where they will issue orders to get you killed or uh, seriously, grievously bodily harm, as the uh, World Health Organization has been doing uh, right from the uh, beginning uh, of this pandemic. So these are uh, extremely uh, uh, dangerous uh, legal uh, instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, they will penetrate the sovereignty of the United States of America. They will circumvent our uh, Constitution. Uh, they will uh, violate the Tenth Amendment to the United States Constitution uh, that provides that public health is under the control of state and local uh, governments. Uh, they will basically bypass our democratically elected officials at state and local government, uh, our, our governors, our attorney generals, uh, our state and local uh, health authorities. Mm -hmm. So they are uh, existentially uh, dangerous uh, under these situations. Indeed, uh, I should point out that the World Health Organization was a sponsoring institution of the Wuhan BSL-4 in China, where COVID-19 was developed as an offensive biological warfare weapon with gain-of-function properties, mm -hmm. uh, which now even the Department of Energy has admitted and the uh, director of the FBI, uh, Ray, uh, has, has admitted. So okay. this is extremely dangerous. And you're, and you're absolutely correct. You, you literally, in a nutshell, spoke about the entire program, what we were going to talk about. But first, I want to remind our listeners that you are an expert on constitutional law. I mean, that is really what your background is and your forte. So my first question in regards to this, actually, I've got a Part A and Part B. Part A, has this proposal... Actually, you know, it's been published, but has it actually gone into force? Not yet. Uh, and you are right. I have uh, for many years here taught a course on the constitutional law of U.S. foreign affairs. So I deal with this professionally and also uh, a course on uh, international law and another course on uh, international human rights law. Mm -hmm. uh, it will these documents will be considered uh, at the World Health Assembly in May. Uh, and so they're extremely uh, dangerous. And my advice then is that 
the United States of America needs to pull out of the uh, World Health Organization immediately and terminate all funding for the World Health Organization immediately. I noticed that uh, Congressman Biggs uh, from Arizona has introduced uh, legislation into the U.S. House of Representatives uh, uh, accomplishing this objective. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is there uh, if you want to look at it. And we need to get that legislation passed immediately uh, by by Congress. The uh, Republicans are in control of the House. I, I myself am a lifelong political independent, so fine. I'm not here to, you know, praise or yeah. anything the Republicans. But uh, they control the House. They control the budget. And the Republicans can uh, accomplish this objective if they want to before May. And it needs to be done. Second, let me continue the other point. Second, uh, we need uh, all state and local government authorities, and in particular legislatures for the states of the United States of America, to adopt legislation that they will not comply with any orders, recommendations, or anything else uh, coming out of the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. uh, that I people are working on that now down in uh, Florida. I've been working with them. Uh, Collier County has already adopted uh, such a resolution. So we need a mass campaign all over the country that, under no circumstances, will state local uh, authorities uh, comply with anything coming out of the WHO. These. WHO is rotten, corrupt, despicable. They were involved. They monitored the research, development, testing of COVID-19 at uh, the Wuhan BSL-4 in communist China. They worked in cahoots with the Chinese communist dictatorship against the best interests of the American people. And now 1.5 million Americans are dead mm-hmm. because the WHO. We cannot have them uh, ordering uh, uh, American people, uh, American doctors, uh, uh, what to do in the event of the next pandemic, because the next pandemic will be coming out of these uh, biowarfare uh, laboratories uh, here uh, in the United States or elsewhere uh, around the world. So what are they doing? I mean, you know, right now in lockstep, we've got the WHO, we have NIH, we have CDC. I mean, are they just experimenting on humankind across the world with these accidental releases? No, it's it's not an experiment. This is a, uh, these people have crossed the Rubicon. This is a grab for world power. It's that simple. If you read the uh, documents involved. They're so they really are as one step towards one world government. So That's correct. You're exactly correct. It would be a one world government under their control. And the WHO, uh, it's well known, is a front organization for the CDC, Bill Gates, uh, the Chinese Communist Dictatorship, Big Pharma, and the biowarfare industry. So mm-hmm. what they're doing here because of opposition in the United States to these orders coming out of Washington, D.C., since the beginning of the uh, pandemic, 
they have decided to circumvent uh, uh, domestic opposition here in the United States, go to the WHO, blue wash all this Mm -hmm. by getting binding international treaties and agreements under international law and U.S. constitutional law as they see it, and then coming back here in the United States and enforcing it upon us here uh, in the United States, the American people, and our democratically elected officials as as a matter of law. Mm -hmm. And this will go all the way down. These orders will go all the way down to our primary care physicians. You will have Tedros there at the WHO ordering your primary care physicians how to mistreat you in the event there is another pandemic. And, and you know, that will be a one-way uh, uh, pathway uh, to your death or disability. Right. So <clears throat> let me make one statement, and you can correct me so that everybody in the audience understands that. Currently, what probably predates this move on the by the WHO and Biden is that the states in the United States, so each individual state has the authority to control or to oversee, you know, health-related issues within the state. And it's not of the purview of the federal government to do that. Am I correct about that? And that it became a barrier for the Biden administration to do whatever it was that they wanted to do. So what they're doing is going outside of the United States and in essence agreeing and signing on with the World Health Organization to take over the United States as well as many other countries. I think 130 countries have gotten themselves involved with this or signed on with this. Am am I going down the right path with this? You're exactly correct, uh, Edward. If you read the 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution, uh, it says the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by the states, um, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people, unquote. Mm -hmm. So public health has always been considered to fall within the 10th Amendment of the United States Constitution under the control of state and local democratically elected officials and not the federal government. But because of the massive opposition we have seen here, uh, uh, starting to to the uh, orders coming out of the Biden administration, Washington, D.C., the mandates, the shutdowns, everything else, uh, the schools, you name it, yeah. uh, uh, there's been an enormous opposition developing all over the country to this, especially in the uh, red states. And so in order to circumvent uh, this opposition, they've gone to the WHO. They're trying to blue wash what they're doing. They're trying to get binding international agreements through the WHO in Geneva without any approval either by the Senate or the Congress here in the United States, and then come back and ram it down our throats here in the United States, despite the 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution. That's exactly uh, what's going on, Edward. You are perfectly correct. You understand precisely what I am saying. 
So is this thing even legally binding? I mean, let's say that they push it down the road. They do this end run around the Constitution and human uh, our rights as citizens. What's going to happen if it actually occurs? And, I mean, the Senate's not going to give their consent. Congress is not going to fund it. And where's the Supreme Court in all of this? Well, first of all, it's been drafted uh, in such a way that the Senate does not have to give its consent. <laughs> That's what's so devious uh, about it and nefarious and evil. The uh, uh, lawyers working for the WHO that put together these documents uh, uh, did it precisely in order to circumvent uh, uh, the Senate and the Congress so that they will be binding international uh, uh, obligations that they will then attempt, the federal government will then uh, uh, attempt to enforce at a state and local basis and all the way down to your primary care uh, physicians. They, these documents have been drafted for that purpose. Mr. Boyle, Kristen Hurley here. Um, this is all such amazing information. I'm really glad we have you on today. And I want to back up just a little bit, being a professor that you are. Can you explain here to the audience what the Constitution actually prescribes in terms of international treaties and what a president can or cannot do? I know there's Obviously, as the years move on, there are blurred lines uh, with respect to the Constitution and other previous presidents have signed on to various international accords like the Paris Accords, et cetera, et cetera. That was Obama. Can you just lay out what would or what is supposed to happen when the United States wants to sign on to something internationally? What does the Constitution prescribe for that? Right. In a nutshell, you, you have to understand I spend uh, many hours in my course on the uh, constitutional law, U.S. foreign affairs, going through all the uh, nuances here with my law students. But uh, if you read the text of the treaty in the concluding uh, uh, articles, it has a provision that this treaty will can immediately come into provisional effect on mere signing alone, which contravenes the constitutional requirement that any treaty requires the advice and consent of two-thirds of the Senate. Uh, I've, I've studied, you know, U.S. treaties and uh, international organizations going back to the uh, first Hague Peace Conference of 1899. I know of no such treaty that uh, uh, has a, a provision in it saying it immediately comes into force upon uh, mere signature alone. As a matter of fact, that violates the normal procedure for uh, treaty ratification, not only set forth in the U.S. Constitution, but also the Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties. Now, as for the uh, amendments, again, remember, they're trying to get two bites of the apple here. They're going to get us with either uh, the amendments or the treaty or both. We have to understand how serious this is. These people know exactly what they're doing here. The amendments uh, uh, would be uh, 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 come into effect immediately upon signature as well as an international executive agreement 
uh, by the uh, president alone. So the president would have his ambassador sign the treaty uh, after adoption by the World Health Assembly. Sorry, sign the amendments after adoption by the World Health uh, Assembly. And they would come into effect immediately uh, upon signature as well, uh, without requiring the advice and consent of two-thirds of the Senate. For example, in the international health regulations of 2005, that these will be amendments to, uh, the United States government, the State Department, treats them as an international agreement along the lines of a treaty. You can find the international uh, health regulations of 205 in the State Department's official publication, U.S. Treaties in Force. The United States government treats those health regulations as a treaty, uh, uh, even though they have not received the advice and consent of two-thirds of the Senate. So that is uh, where we are today uh, when... Uh, these uh, either the amendments or the treaty or both are approved by the World Health Assembly in May, which again is why we have to pull out of the WHO immediately and terminate all funding for the WHO immediately. I know, uh, you know, I I'm a political independent, but President Trump did pull us out of the WHO. That was effective uh, upon six months' notice. That was the right decision to take. Biden came into uh, office. He immediately rescinded uh, that uh, 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 pullout. And in addition, he then appointed Tony Fauci as our representative on the executive committee of the WHO. And again, you just have to read uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real uh, Tony Fauci to understand how rotten, corrupt, and criminal Tony Fauci is. That's what's going on here. This is well, it, a trap. This is it, a trap that has been set certainly for the United States of America and the American people. Mm-hmm. So it's looking like that they're creating a worldwide medical police state under the control of the World Health Organization. How can well, the, 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 it, yes, it will create a worldwide medical police state Mm -hmm. under the control of the WHO, but we have to understand the WHO is a front organization. It's a front organization being used, not not to excuse the WHO. It's a Mm -hmm. rotten, corrupt, criminal organization, but it's a front organization being used by these people here in the United States, the CDC, Tony Fauci, Francis Collins, also, Bill Gates, that uh, is a big funder of the WHO, uh, number two funder. Uh, it is a front organization for the uh, Chinese communist dictatorship. The WHO is a front organization for Big Pharma. And the WHO is a front organization for the biowarfare industry here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So these will be the people pulling the strings of the WHO and uh, Tedros there, who's the director. Right. So, but couldn't this possibly also be a slippery slope in regards to not only taking over the world in from the medical perspective, but what about, you know, government, the voting, the decisions of the people? I mean, currently, you know, we are in a republic. We have a democratic process. 
we are uh, an individual nation set apart from other nations in the world. We have our own laws. We have our own, you know, resources, needs, and so on and so forth. So if they continue down this pathway, isn't it possible that the current U.S. political structure would set, be set aside? Yes, and not only the political structure, but the economic structure, indeed, mm -hmm. the cultural structure. Uh, uh, that's correct. It will all be coming straight out of the uh, uh, WHO as a front organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, previously asked the question about the uh, United States Supreme Court. Look, right. <clears throat> the U.S. Supreme Court today is a gang of political hats. Uh, they have... Uh, uh, they are shot through with political conflict of interest, financial conflict of interest. Uh, they refuse to subject themselves to a judicial code of conduct, which applies to every other uh, federal judge uh, in the mm -hmm. uh, country. There is no transparency. <clears throat> there is no accountability with the C Supreme Court. Uh, they can be uh, bribed. They can be blackmailed. They can be threatened. So we cannot uh, at all, the American people cannot at all uh, rely upon the United States Supreme Court here to do the right thing for the American people and our Constitution. Well, that's sad because the Supreme Court, in my opinion, was our backstop. I mean, you know, as far off out of the appropriate lane for a president, Biden, to do what he's doing and to circumvent the Senate and the Congress, I had hoped as an individual here in the United States that at least the Supreme Court would be able to come in and stop this madness. We have to understand these people have crossed the Rubicon. They are going for broke. They will do anything to bribe, threaten, and intimidate the justices on the Supreme Court to get their way. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Wow. Our Mr. Boyle, are there any other countries squawking about this out of all the 130 plus whatever member nations of the WHO? South are there Africa any other voices out there saying what the actual heck? Right. The Republic of South Africa is, I've, I've been working with them there, yes. And that's it? South Africa. To the best of my knowledge, there there were uh, some objections at the uh Previous session uh, uh, to the amendments by third world countries, correct? South Africa is, is trying to uh, organize this opposition. So in essence, what you're saying is this whole process that is not being spoken about in any mainstream media on either side of the aisle is fatally dangerous to the future of the United States. Well, it's been censored like everything else, just like it's been... the. I said on January 24, 2020, that COVID-19 was an offensive biological warfare weapon mm -hmm. with gain-of-function properties that leaked out of the Wuhan BSL-4 in, in communist China. Have, has the mainstream news media reported this? Of course not. The mainstream news media is on the payroll of Big Pharma. Mm -hmm. I mean, they all, all the advertising. Likewise, Brought to you by reporting. Pfizer. It, uh, right. <laughs> And, and I mean, just turn on the TV and all you do is get uh, uh, commercials trying to sell you uh, dangerous drugs and vaccines. Uh, Bill Gates has also bought off 
uh, uh, the uh, mainstream news media. Mm -hmm. By the way, have you ever heard of me on the mainstream news media on any of this? Even though it is well known I drafted the legislation mm -hmm. itself to deal with it, they all know who I am. They're not going to put me on to say any of these things. Well, you're on now nationwide. <laughs> well, that's nice to hear. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why you're here. So and I just want to repeat this this statement all over for all of our listening off audience. What this is doing is it's redefining national sovereignty. And there'll, there'll be no national sovereignty if if either the amendments or the treaty or both go through for the yeah. United States, certainly. Yes. Well, it's not just the United States that's in, impacted. It's the United Kingdom, it could be Australia. I mean, you were mentioning South Africa. What comes to mind, though, is, you know, when I look at Russia and China, they have demonstrated a mindset of a nationalistic outlook. You know, unlike some countries are kind of like, oh, just falling into the new world order, uh, and half of the United States is flopping in that direction. I can't imagine that Russia or China, well, well, let's just talk Russia for a minute, would be falling into this basket of deplorables. Have you? China's involved in this. Yeah, you, China you is. So what about Russia? You, well, I'm not here to talk about Russia. I, yeah. uh, China is involved. China is the number three funder of the WHO. Mm -hmm. And China uh, uh, developed the COVID-19 biological warfare right. weapon mm -hmm. at that Wuhan BSL-4. That Wuhan BSL-4 is China's fourth Dietrich. Mm -hmm. So and, and China, you know, this, this is a communist dictatorship on steroids under uh, President Xi. So mm -hmm. they're involved in all this. Yeah. Indeed, you know, my assessment is the Chinese leadership is uh, happy, happy to use COVID-19 to reduce its population over there, which is exactly what's going on now. Mm -hmm. So do you think China thinks that they're going to end up being the top dog when all of this falls out because they're controlling the World Health Organization? Clearly, I if you have a look at my book, Resisting uh, Medical Tyranny. Uh, which I would hope you'd put on your webpage or something like that. We will. You'll see me pointing out that uh, the communist Chinese dictatorship knew is uh, as of September of 2019 that there had been a very serious and dangerous leak of an offensive biological warfare weapon at their Wuhan BSL-4, their Fort Detroit. And they lied about it, and they covered it up. Mm -hmm. And not only did they lie about it and cover it up, but what happened was uh, when it came time for the Chinese uh, New Year in mid-January of 2020, they let millions of people out of Wuhan, China. Right. I uh, remember for the that. Chinese New Year mm -hmm. to travel not only all over China, but all over the world in order to seed the world with COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And I also remember that um, one of the first places in Europe, because I used to live in Italy for a while, was Milan. 
you know, where they have all those clothing factories that are, you know, functioned with Chinese labor. And that was one of the first places in Europe that the COVID, uh, the Wuhan, um, passed on into the European market. So you're correct that China has a big part of it. The thing that amazes me, and I know this is slightly off our topic, is, you know, I've listened to Bill Gates and others of the World Economic Forum talk about how we're overpopulated and that their ideal size was like something like 500 million people. And I'm just curious, how are they going to have their lawns cut and their laundry done when there's nobody around to do it. I'm making a joke because this is, and I have to say this very strongly for our audience, what this is, is not just a a nice little group of people sitting in Europe somewhere, the World Health Organization, being caring about your medical health and wanting to protect you from any potential future pandemics. That, That is not what's going on. This is not only redefining national sovereignty, but putting into place a one-world government that is not elected by the people, has no responsibilities to people, not in Arizona and certainly not in Switzerland. I mean, they just want power, power upon power at whatever cost it takes, and the cost will be lives not just in the United States, but worldwide. And what's disturbing about this, that we're being, we're being educated by Dr. Boyle, is that they have figured out a way around the Constitution. They have figured out a way to set aside the authority of the Senate of the United States And they don't care about the funding of this because they're going to be able to push this right through in all parts of the world. What can we do, doctor, to actually stop this? Well, as I said, I think the first step here in the United States is to uh, immediately pull out of the uh, WHO Uh, and terminate all funding immediately as called for by uh, Congressman uh, uh, Biggs' uh, legislation. We are the uh, biggest funder of the WHO, and I think if if the U.S. government were to pull out, uh, that would be a a very serious uh, blow to this uh, uh, agenda. Mm -hmm. Certainly, we we have to protect ourselves as, as American people. Uh, in our own system of of democracy and our our constitution and and the rule of law. But if we could pull out, not only would we accomplish that, but we could could strike a great blow uh, for for the rest of the world. I think what scares me the most, and I know Kristen has something to say, is that this is probably the first time people in our audience and people across the United States, as you have pointed out, have actually heard about this. This is possibly, I've been on the air for four years with national gas dealing with China and all. This is the worst news I've ever heard. This is the most dangerous process that's going on out of sight, out of mind, and right behind our back. And and I can't, I can't believe this is not being spoken about. 
Yeah. As and- I said, uh, I uh, have uh, studied the entire uh, history of American foreign policy towards international law, international organizations, going back to the first Hague uh, Peace Conference of 1899. You can read that uh, in my book, Foundations of World Order, Duke University Press. I have never read anything like this. Uh, there is no precedent for what they are trying to do here. None. And so we are stuck with President Biden for essentially another two years. There's no question in my mind he's happily, happily going to green light this. But so you're saying, just to reiterate, in the House of Representatives, if they vote to withdraw the funding and withdraw the United States from the World Health Organization, that is a pathway to getting ourselves out of this predicament. Is that, well, do I have they, that correct? They, the House of Representatives, under the control of the Republicans, have to use the power of the purse to ram through the, uh, uh, against the opposition of President Biden uh, uh, by uh, Congressman Briggs. Right. They, they can do it, I think. They if, can if they pull want the to. funding. Okay. That's right. That's wow. correct. <laughs> Call your congressman, uh, everyone. I mean, I, yeah. and not, not that that's necessarily effective uh, generally, but I, exactly. I think that's the question on my heart and everyone else's mind is what do we do as individuals? What can we do to lend a hand to? Well, we, we have to tennis. proactively wake up our neighborhood too. We have to talk to everybody that we know. We have to pass this around. We're going to work extra hard to distribute this radio program on all of our podcasts as well as advertise it. Now, I wanted to repeat the name of your book, Resisting Medical Tyranny, is available on Amazon. If you have Kindle like I do, Kindle Unlimited, it's free, but there's also a paperback or a hardcover, and I suggest that you pick it up. Now, you had mentioned another book. What was it? Foundation of World Order? Foundations of World Order. It was uh, half of my uh, PhD disser- dissertation at Harvard, uh-huh. and, and it that- just goes back to the uh, First Hague Peace Conference of 1899. You don't have to read that, but I've dealt uh, professionally with all these subjects since mm-hmm. uh, I first studied. Uh, uh, constitutional law and international law at Harvard Law School in uh, 1974, where uh, I am a magna cum laude graduate, right? Yeah. And that takes a lot of work to get into that level than what you did, because law school is no easy deal, especially if you're going through at Harvard. So before we let you go, is there anything else that you want to... Um, bring to bear for our audience so that people understand uh, clearly what we are facing and how important this is? Well, I I think I've described the uh, existential uh, perils here, not Mm -hmm. only for uh, the United States of America as a republic, as as, uh, a constitutional democracy, but also... uh, for the health and well-being of all American citizens. If this goes through either the amendments or the treaty or both, uh, uh, Tedros sitting over there in the WHO will be able legally to give orders 
to your primary care physicians as to how to mistreat you in Mm -hmm. the next pandemic. They have already uh, uh, prevented you from using uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and other types of uh, uh, drugs uh, and therapeutics. Uh, They will order a new set of Frankenshot uh, uh, mandates of vaccines uh, for more experimental vaccines that will violate the Nuremberg Code on Medical Experimentation. They will be a Nuremberg crime. Uh, Mm -hmm. They will inflict uh, death and destruction and disability all over this country. So these these people must be stopped now. Well, these last sets of vaccine have basically been trials with uh, nefarious goals in mind. I mean, if you look at women, they are absolutely having problems with, um, you know, having babies and other medical issues. So, you know, it... So often, uh, individuals here in in my community, and I, I live in multiple states. You know, they always think, "Well, I have, I can't control this, so I'm not going to worry about it, or it doesn't affect me directly." The reality is, it's not, it's beyond a slippery slope. In essence, this one world order, the unelected um, control by the Bill Gates and the Chinese and others directly impact your lives, your children's lives and your grandchildren's lives. And this is, this is such a fundamental and switch in the world and in the United States that I can't possibly imagine what the world will be like to live in, in a simple 10 years. It'll be the type of world, uh, Bill Gates wants to live in. That's right. With mm-hmm. with tens of millions of billions of fewer people. Right. right. That's exactly what's going on here. Depopulation. Well, but I you, have to go. Yes, I know. You've been an awesome uh, interview. We really appreciate your expertise. And Dr. Boyle, we will continue to promote your books and what you had to say today. And I want to thank you very much for joining us. Sure. Thank you uh, very much for having me on. And and please get this uh, interview out all over the country. I think everyone has to hear what we had to say today. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Sure. Thank you very much for taking the time to have me. You're welcome. All right, everybody. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a station break and we will be right back. Interested in investing, inflation, or your retirement? I'm Heather Wagonhalls from Freedom Fest TV. I'm personally inviting you to Memphis, July 12th through 15th, 2023, for the Global Financial Summit on Investing. Learn top ways to beat inflation, create economic and financial resilience, something for everyone. Go to freedomfest.com, use discount code BIZ50 for 50 bucks off. Claim your seat now at freedomfest.com. 
Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, business writing, Outlook, and sexual harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at alliancetrains.com. Okay, so we're back. We wanted to thank everybody for listening to the very wonderful, interesting interview with a Dr. Boyle from Chicago. Kristen, you've got some little quotes that are coming out of the actual treaty and the amendment, and it's called the zero-day draft. Yeah, you know, if you want to know why to call BS on all of this, you'll actually read the language of what we've been talking about, right? And you can go and look this up. It's called the zero draft. This is what the WHO committees are considering, yada, yada, yada. Let me just quote. In, uh, they start off by saying in the first page, in recognition of the catastrophic failure of the international community in showing solidarity and equity in response to the coronavirus pandemic, blah, 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 blah. Those are the first words. The catastrophic failure, which I think is funny. What are they implying by that? Mm -hmm. And there's that sneaky word, equity. If you continue on, it doesn't take you even one page, one paragraph to start seeing that word equity again. It, they start off here with, um, you know, to the parties of this World Health Organization, they have a, a bunch of reaffirming and recognizing and recalling statements that they make. Well, the 15th one, read this, reaffirming, reaffirming the importance of diverse, gender-balanced, and equitable representation and expertise in pandemic prevention, preparedness, response, and health system recovery decision-making, as well as in design and implementation of activities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So are they concerned with our well-being and health? No. Peppered throughout this document, again, diversity, gender issues, equitable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I, I smell a rat. This is not the altruistic approach to human, human, humanity's wellness and health, right? Mm -hmm. This is an agendized political document. Yep. It is typical of the world government leftist types that they are always looking for a different way to subvert the American Constitution. And they will use any means, whatever that they can. You know, because one of the things that the leftist believes is the means justify, the ends justify the means. That has always been their operating maxim. So they will look at any avenue that they can find to subvert our Constitution. Now, the, the only thing that I would have liked to have asked Dr. Boyle is that my belief is that if we had a president who really believed in the Constitution and really understood it, and the and a Supreme Court, you know, that a president would back up, that you would basically say to these World Health Organization types, um, anything that does not go through the constitutional processes of the United States is invalid. We don't care 
how this was signed, who signed it and decided to put it into effect in the United States, because it didn't go through our constitutional processes, this document of yours, these rules are invalid. So pound salt. I mean, we could easily do that if we had a president, say someone with the mindset of Ron Paul. Uh, these people wouldn't get to, to first base. Period. End of story. Well, we had Trump who, you know, got out of of not only the WHO, but the Paris Accords and the, you know, yes. other need- international organizations saying, you know, this isn't right for America. This is yeah. not in the best interest of the American people. Well, and we need another president like that. We in 2024, whomever the Republicans put up, because I can tell you this much, there isn't a Democrat left other than maybe somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, who would, um, you know, who would stop something like this, uh, you know, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or any of the others, they'd all fall in lockstep with this. Uh, as with Mitch McConnell, oh, yes, Paul yes. Ryan, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, just Susan about Collins. any, Yeah, mm-hmm. just about anyone out of D.C. Why is no one talking about this? This is tripping me out. The instant I was reading this, you know, a week or so ago, yeah. two ago, I've thought of nothing uh, nothing else since, right? Don't, don't you think that this supersedes just about everything else that's going on and there's silence? I, I just don't understand it. Well, it definitely supersedes everything that we've talked about or even I've thought about because – You know, if they were able to undermine and completely jettison the Constitution, jettison our current form of government, which is, you know, three parties that the legislative, the judicial, and the um, executive, executive, that there's a balance of powers, those are all gone. The president will no longer be the president just like the Senate will no longer be the Senate or the Congress. And as we asked at the end of our interview about the Supreme Court, you know, he has a pretty strong opinion about where the Supreme Court has fallen out. And it one of the things that it brings to mind is the murder of that Supreme Court uh, 10, 15 years ago, what was that guy's name, Mark? He was at a hunting lodge. Oh, you and mean Antonin Scalia? They, yeah, oh, they, they yeah. found him comfortably sleeping under this head covered in a pillow, under- and he was <laughs> rem- remarkably dead. Um, Hashtag Clinton body count. <laughs> and, you know, I, I hate to be controversial about that, but... Because, you know, I, I am not, I'm more of a leftist center as opposed to far rightist, but, um, but I'm more of a John F. Kennedy in that regards. But when I saw that happen, a guy's perfectly healthy and that um, mysteriously dies in his sleep with a pillow covering his face and they quickly bury him or they probably cremated him and it was just oh yeah guy died let's not look let's not have anybody exhume him or or even do a medical exam on him and you know how far back has this this demise of the american democratic process been in the works how don't know i don't know that's why we need to better understand history right i i you know the more i read history the more i kind of see that you know, there's been trials and tribulations no matter what decade you're in. Right. But there's absolutely 
a darker shadow, I think, to the, to the times we're living in. Mm-hmm. It's, um, this less, is the worst of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it People, takes the cake. Yeah. You know, basically, totalitarians never stop trying to figure out how to run other people's lives. That is their, you know, 24-7, 365. That's what they work on. And the, the controls of government are where they always seek to be because they have a, somebody like Bill Gates has an idealized idea in his mind of what the world ought to look like. He's got money, power, and influence to make the world look that way. And if it means in his, you know, what some might say, like in his own worldview, if that means rejecting everything that he grew up with, with all the constitutional safeguards and the freedoms that Americans had, if, if that gets in the way of that perfect world, well, so be it. He'll work, you know, people like that will work to subvert our form of government. And we always have to be watching those people. You know, it, government is a is a locus. It is a center for uh, controllers. And one of the reasons why you try and keep government small is to keep those people out of, to keep to keep the worms out of the woodwork, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, it would serve the world population a good thing if his ex-wife, Melissa, would come out of the closet and tell everybody why she dumped him. Melinda. Oh, Melinda. Yeah, yeah, I, think she's I knew so. it was an M name. <laughs> Melinda. Close. Yeah. Oh, someday maybe she'll will oh she'll write that tell all book. Yeah, that's a little too little too late though. <laughs> well, so, I want to get back to this one. But you know, we have to go. We're that, out of time. Yeah, oh, okay. We're at the end of our oh, show. Oh, I could talk forever. Yeah. All right. So we're we're going to go on to a different subject on the def- second hour. So everybody, stay tuned. On hour two, we're going to tackle Sacramento. So thank you very much. You've been listening to Issues That Matter with Edward King, and you can contact Edward through our website, bcrradio.com. Be sure to join us again next week at the same time on this station for another edition of Issues That Matter with Edward King. If you're listening in Monterey, be sure to stay tuned for hour number two coming up after the news. Seating was a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management. Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, Business Writing, Outlook, and Sexual Harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at AllianceTrains.com. Interested in investing, inflation, or your retirement? I'm Heather Wagonhalls from Freedom Fest TV. I'm personally inviting you to Memphis, July 12th through 15th, 2023, for the Global Financial Summit on Investing. Learn top ways to beat inflation, create economic and financial resilience, something for everyone. Go to freedomfest.com, use discount code BIZ50 for 50 bucks off. Claim your seat now at freedomfest.com.